five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Stripe and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, the host of Men, what, what, what is it? The Man One Watchpoint podcast? Something like that. Man, it's like I have, uh, you know, started to degrade my podcasting uh, experience to like noob levels. Of, I'd retake it, but I'm too lazy to reproduce. At least you're not posting it for the next year like you almost did. Okay, okay. So if you are a regular listener of the show, you'd be probably wondering why the episode came out on Friday last week. Um, so I, I had everything done the night we had recorded. I had it scheduled and all that jazz. And then come Thursday, I noticed that, well, wait a minute. No new episode is in my podcast app, so I can quickly, you know, listen through to it to give us our numbers. And, uh, yeah, I scheduled it for uh, 2024. Mm-hmm. I was I was wondering. I did notice that, but uh, that's that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah. So, anyhow, yeah, so sorry about that. I, the thing is, is that no one thought to question it. Like, with my Canucks podcast, it used to be if it, like, didn't come out five minutes after it was supposed to. Yeah. There was someone messaging, emailing, tweeting um, with RSP that used to be the case when it was like we were out on Wednesday, high noon Pacific, like like Ooh. clockwork. But now, you know, not as I don't feel the compelled to have high noon Pacific is our thing. It's going to be a nice episode, though. I was I was like worried. What are we going to talk about? Like no news, maybe maybe a short one. And then and then, you know, the flood. Toronto's open. Yeah, Toronto did us a solid. And, uh, and, and as well, the league, I guess. Yeah, yeah not the league. The game. Uh, yeah. Activision. Yeah, the word with my throat, though, I, I kind of sound weird. Like, sometimes it sounds like Reaper. Sometimes it sounds like uh, Wrecking Ball, you know? Like, I was going to say. Squeaky. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, Tracer, but no Wrecking Tracer. Ball. He's even... I, I think he is the squeakiest officially, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually... You could just say Wrecking Ball, and you have both spectrums, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hammered. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, anywho, uh, yeah, we're going to get into what uh, is going out uh, or going on and who's going <laughs> out in the six, um, whether or not anything's happening in uh, Van City. And uh, the midseason Amanis tournament is upon us. So we're going to go and uh, prognosticate as we are apt to do. Uh, first, however, let's start playing the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. And I think we knew something was going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to go and put all my eggs into the one basket, but when the interim CEO of overactive media, Adam Adam, who goes and tweets out, you know, uh, you know, shaking my head, I'm thinking change is happening. We talked about the potential of change happening in the off or the off season. It's not there yet. Uh, in the mid season and, you know, sure enough, it, it did occur. Uh, Toronto in a relatively fell swoop, uh, tweets out that they have parted ways with OG speedily Sam and uh, coach Wheats. Uh, and it was so um, drastic. I don't know for lack of a better term that Cazores had to actually then tweet out. That's, that's it for our farewells because I think people thought everything. Yikes. As in that, no matter what way you cut it, that is not a good sentence to uh, put out there. The fact that he had to tweet out saying that's it 
because people were worried that it could be the whole team. Like that is, that is bad. Uh, Hmm. not, not a good look. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's massive. Um, I can see like the logic behind it, right? You want a big change. You start looking at the underperformance. Let's just say it. it Don't bring logics back into this. Okay. (laughs) Maybe who knows? (laughs) And like Toronto, we we spoke about this so many times. They're clearly not performing to our expectations, their expectations, everyone's uh, expectations from them. But um, what are they now, those expectations? Like, can you meet them now with mid-season shakeup? Like, it's... it's I believe they're, they're only... It's rough. Toro now. No aunt. No aunt. Yeah. You know, looking at the Toronto roster, though, I mean, what's left? Kaluj, Hydron, Ultraviolet, Suramajet. There are some who are of the belief, oh, they're going to go and sign three more players, and that could very well be the case. There are others who are suggesting, it would Toronto simply sign one? And there you have your minimum six. Or is the team that we're looking at right now uh, the team... Like it, 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 it can't. I don't, but I don't know if you mentioned it. They also cut wheats, but okay. Yeah, I did. I wasn't sure there, but yeah. Um, I mean, hey, certainly they're they're going from what was, I think, known to be one of the pricier rosters in the league, to now having a decent amount less. So if they don't bring any new ones on, they're saving a little bit. That's for sure. I'm curious what the standard player contract includes um, regarding like termination. Like it, does it carry with it a, a significant cost? Cause it, even if it's not significant, that factors into the overall operation. Like you become a yeah. more expensive team like, in case in point, like when the Vancouver Titans went through the reckoning, people are like, well, why don't you go and buy this team or go and get that team? Well, one, they had the opportunity, apparently had the money and they were throwing it around at that moment didn't work out but it still costs money for the total operation and if you've now decided well we had this much we spent too much now we got to come down that also unfortunately tempers expectations i I think it would be good to hear sort of what's going on uh from the business end and to that effect we're trying to see if we can get someone from uh the six to join us uh in an upcoming show but uh what would you do if you were casaras or stella like, would you go in and, and bring in two more players, three more players, or would you bring in at least one and then run with the, hey, Bob from finance is our six? At least looking at the at past, you know, Toronto signings, changes and whatnot, I don't think they have kind of a track record to um, assume that they're going for the thin route or the budget cost. They always try to win, maybe sometimes try too hard. That was like a common, uh, uh, you know, criticism of them that they don't let, you know, the team uh, cook and, and maybe they're too quick on the rebuild button. But it never was because of some notion that they were paying or, or like concerned about the budget. To me, it's definitely like screams like oh we're not good enough we need to be better uh and uh i don't think from i don't know but i don't think that like 
they're just going to go to the bare minimum and sign someone and have like a husk of a team that, you know, just conforming to the league rules, whatever they may be, because we saw they're, <laughs> they're rather uh, uh, loose around that area. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, what do you do? I don't know. I think from, from that tweet, I don't think, I don't know if it's like a, a fair assumption to make. I don't think it's just like, at this point, the coach's decision or, or something of that sort. It might have been like a hammer coming down directly from above. Well, if that were to be the case, then you can't imagine if the coach's decision, let's say it wasn't a coach's decision and it can't be a coach's decision to <clears throat> yeah, bring others in. Right. right. It's an interesting situation. I, I think like we know Toronto is willing to spend. We know Toronto wants to win. I mean, right. it's been very clear. I don't know if a a reset at this stage is going to be sufficient enough or what will they be able to go and put together in such a short window of time. Exactly. I think the, the saving grace that Toronto has though for in front of them is that when we talk about in this small window of time, looking at the calendar, it doesn't occur to me that the overwatch league will kick back it to its regular mm-hmm. season until like July. Yeah, I think there's, there's known to be a bit of a break between, uh, between midseason madness and resumption of play, because like they even have to build the mm-hmm. schedule still, or at least they have to put it out there, because um, they haven't announced yeah. any of that stuff. So, I, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I like all the pieces that they kept. I liked them. I mean, obviously, we liked yeah. the roster on paper beforehand as well. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Ain't that the truth? And I just want to also make it clear to listeners, if you've been listening to our show for a long time, there are names out there that are potentially going to be joining Toronto, but we've tried to get ourselves out of the the rumor mill until such time as it is official or as close to official as being official. We, we generally well, don't say who. But what do you guys think on, you know, if it's going to become like a mixed roster or not? Can we discuss this at least? Oh yeah, I mean, I you, would. Do be, you make that jump? I I don't. I don't. I don't know if I would at this point. Right. I think if they were to go that route, it would be. Well, I mean, honestly, what I'd like to say is I think we would see a trade more likely than you know just acquiring someone because it would have to be someone who's already got their visa. It would be have to be someone like we know the philosophy Toronto approaches this with where, you know, you are a Canadian team, you're representing Canada. Adam has told us, you know, the players have to take English lessons. They want them speaking English. They want them being that forward facing presence when, you know, they go to events and they go to signings and things like that. So I'm inclined to say if it were going to change and be a more of a mixed roster, they would have to be someone that's already in, you know, the region um, and is already in theory, then playing with the team just because I don't. And I mean, this is, you know, obviously I'm a little bit ignorant on the contender side. I don't think there's many mixed rosters on the contender side because most of those players are, are, you know, playing through school and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so it would, well, even with the way the league was structured, those teams generally yeah. were playing within the region. Yeah, that they were as part of yeah. the pro and part of the you know part of totally. APAC and what yeah, have you. Yeah. So, I mean, knowing all that and everything, I think you know, unfortunately, well, 
I was going to say it's a bit of slim pickings. I don't want to say that because I don't, again, I don't follow the contenders scene. What we saw from the Pro-Am, I mean, we saw a couple of teams that had some good looks and were I to guess, I mean, I think we may see something come from one of those rosters. Yeah, but like judging the Pro-Am, at least on the Western side, you can assume that like there's not many players on the tier two side that are better than, I don't know, OG or, or Speedily at that point. And you mentioned the word that kind of made me think, like trade. Mm-hmm. Were they considering maybe trade? Because they, well, they and, just and cut them, right? Cut them. That's why I said it, right? That's why that I work? said it. As far as we know, these players have just been cut. I think if they were being traded, we would have seen the announcement of the, you know, the we're parting ways with OG, for example. And then almost yeah. immediately, like we see typically in an off season, almost immediately we see yeah, the, the follow up. Hey, we're signing this person now, right? And and a move this drastic, how do you even shop yeah. them around secretly? You yeah. can't, right? Because they're all so well. And and on top of all that, like, um, it's not exactly a, a secret how Toronto was performing. Would anyone truly be interested in in these players? Not to say anything against them, we know they they can oh, play at a high level. We have seen you know good play out of them. But. And what about? <laughs> What about the Twitter uh, scene after this was announced? Oh my goodness! The 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 heat they were catching from from Valiant. I think there was a tweet when Valiant announced that uh, yeah, um, quote that unquote competing. Oh, this one and Boston <laughs> about imploding and uh, Vancouver shots fired from Baroy. Oh, well, we I was that? That's I actually had yeah. that oh, did you? in in the in the rundown that Broy goes out and actually tweets that Vancouver is making no changes in fact is is specifically as we put a lot of trust and respect into our players at the start of the season and won't break that now don't expect any trades slash drops slash pickups from the Vancouver Titans I don't like it no I don't like I don't like the phrasing I don't like the timing it's like I understand what he's saying and it's like more of a ha ha look at us we're not imploding and, well and I you what know that Roy has some feelings about yes. Toronto. Absolutely. I read that, and although I did laugh, and I think, yeah, you know, take all the shots you want, Roy. At this point, it's well-deserved with the record Vancouver has and how much of a turnaround they've seen from recent seasons. But I also strongly feel like if Vancouver were in the same situation, guess what? He could probably tweet the exact same thing. We're standing by these players. We're not trading them. We're not getting rid of them because that's kind of how Vancouver operates. I would suspect that their roster is locked and barring some emergency or implosion of the mm -hmm. scale that we've seen in the past. I think that the roster at the start of the season is probably the roster they're finishing with uh, because that's kind of how Vancouver is. Yeah. At this point, you just, you let the results speak for themselves, right? The game. Um, And it's it's weird. I I get the idea to like keep the roster that have been great, but I, there's some point where too much job security might be like a bad thing. <laughs> Complacency. I, I mean, we have someone here who had experienced uh, government efficiency firsthand, right? Like sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, what are you fine. trying to say? Not, I did not even like. I did not even you know mention you by name. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, you want to talk government efficiency. Let's talk about the Alberta government right now. (laughs) 
Uh, well, that's 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 an entirely different sorry. podcast. Okay, going to yeah, complacency maybe, but let's also look at Vancouver. I think Vancouver is in a position where some stability is good. Like, when was the last time that you could say and look at Vancouver? Hey, I like what I'm seeing. I don't feel there is any need for change. Honestly, mm. probably mm-hmm. pre reckoning. Yeah, right, like, this season. Well, yeah, I mean, but but this is the thing is I'm okay with this. Like, has anyone on the Titans roster not looked good in a moment? No, they've actually all mm-hmm. looked good. Yeah. I, I look at Toronto and I mean, you, you, I think, uh, Jordan, you had mentioned like who they kept makes sense. I mean, if we think back to our, our shows in the past, we've talked about like OG speedily Sam as either not being as coordinated, not pulling their weight um, like that I feel is something that even wood tier podcasters like us were able mm-hmm. to go and ascertain. Um, I, I don't understand the wheats change unless that was a matter of, or bringing on the coach that came with the players. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but Hey, I mean, outside of the fact that, you know, yes, Broy also has some feelings when it comes to Toronto, him sharing it is fine. <laughs> I, I've seen, I've seen far worse, and I'm, again, I'm the old man yells at the clouds. Yeah, and, and and from how everyone reacted, and we all know about the you know internal discords and how people talk, and and sometimes it almost like it shows that people not very people weren't really sad around the Overwatch League about this coming down. Maybe they were a little bit too cocky. Maybe not. I don't know. It sounded like. A lot of people were just dancing on 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 the blood of this. Team. Yeah, I mean, heck, we not the, not that we were cocky, but we looked at this Toronto roster as being all that mm-hmm. in a bag of chips for sure, we right? Like as much, and I know we aren't the only ones. So I think, rightfully so, at the start team of the USA. season, this team had every right to be confident. Yeah, but being having the right to be confident is different than being confident, which they were not, and. By the end of that stage, or whatever the heck you want to call this first half of the season, there was absolutely zero confidence in that roster. Like they just looked done. Yeah. Anywho, um, we'll obviously learn about who the Toronto is going to sign probably, you know, tomorrow when this podcast goes live, because podcast lore says on Wednesday that's when all the news breaks. Uh, but uh, we will talk more about it uh, next episode of the episode after that. And again, we're going to hoping to arrange someone from the six to join us to talk a little bit about what's been going on in, in Toronto. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, we're going to take ourselves a short break here before we dive into the fray. The Mid-Season Madness Tournament is upon us, running this weekend, so from a Thursday evening through to a Sunday. Uh, you can uh, take in all of the action in uh, Korea, although I guess it would be Saturday as the final, so I should you know, correct myself. It depends on as to where you are in the world. 
But uh, getting things underway on Thursday, June 15th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific are the Florida man, Hongjo Spark, followed immediately um, by the uh, Boston Uprising Houston Outlaws at 8 p.m. Pacific. The winners of each of those matches then go on to play the Rain and the Infernal. Uh, so Florida Hangzhou plays Rain at 9.30, and then the winner of Boston Houston goes and plays Seoul. For now. There has been absolutely no further information about Hangzhou had raised as to a concern. And if you, again, are curious as to whether or not this has legs, <laughs> there were people who are in the Overwatch League retweeting Gray's tweet. <laughs> so just saying, who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, but uh, yeah, boys, um, who do we have winning this thing? I have no open out. I'm, I'm walking away. I have not a clue. I have no idea how to measure this right now. Um, I haven't done my pickums yet, and I'm just looking at these first two matches, and I think one of them is pretty easy to call. But I don't know how the East fits into all this. It's a very confusing region right now. I hear someone doing their pickums right now. <laughs> Chris, is that you? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I know who I, to- I have winning, but... Yeah, I, I tried to avoid uh, forgetting to submit it, <laughs> you know, like I did last time. So I already have it locked in. And for me, it's the rain. I don't see. That's who I have winning. I just yeah. couldn't tell you who they go through to get there, but they don't go down to the elims. I have would have them going. Well, yeah, that's a safe, safe bet as well. I would, I would probably pick something like that as well. The East is just so hard to read right now with everything going on. Yeah, I well, that and the fact. I mean, I will say this about myself: I don't watch the East. It oh, the no. timing does not work. You don't so. wake up in the middle of the night too. Nope, did that once. <laughs> didn't like it. Yeah, actually, sometimes I go uh, to sleep very late, and I'm like getting notified from you know YouTube. Oh, it's about to start. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how about not? <laughs> Yeah, I won't get the perfect bracket though, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I finished the bracket. Like, there's but is not... it the perfect bracket? Is it the perfect bracket? I mean, it's my bracket, which makes it perfect for me. But yeah, it's not well, going to be. It's not going to be not, correct. Are you going to pay I... yourself ten thousand dollars? No, no, no. It's not going to be accurate at all. I just to me, it's perfect. Right? It's an yeah. emotional thing. <clears throat> Who do you yeah. have um, reaching the finals against the rain? Uh, I got Hangzhou. I have outlaws from the elimination. I just did mine and I wind up with Atlanta, Houston. I just hate feeling like I'm being all biased towards the West, but. Well, I have Angel beating Houston to go to the final like Mm -hmm. that, but yeah, I have no, no instinct here. Cause yeah, you're right. I mean, the way the league is structured, I just get to catch up (laughs) on what I see online. I I, I miss the fact that they no longer have the highlight packages yet. I mean, I, I think if I recall reading somewhere, they re-signed with Action Esports, mm-hmm. uh, who was producing them in the past. But it just seems so weird that you don't go and create uh, the highlight packages. Because even if I wouldn't be able to watch the entire match in two hours, because mm. I just I have a mm-hmm. day job. Um. The highlight package I could I could fit in from time to time, especially if someone were to, you know, 
raise a particular match as being an interesting one to watch. Um, I do like the times, uh, for those of you who might be in the East coast, you probably don't. Um, this is what happens when you have, uh, an event taking place, uh, on the other side of the planet for those of us here in North America. Um, but the benefit of being in Korea is that these times actually match up relatively well to the day and also still prime time for us. So could be a couple late nights if matches go to five or things like that. Even, even four, um, I, th- I think, yeah, the Thursday we have, how many matches is it? Four matches? Well, yeah, there's, there's yeah. four matches and on the Thursday, one of them's at right? Midnight, it could go so. long. I mean, well, I mean, what was it two seasons ago or whatever, where they had like the opening, uh, night of the season, it's like a Thursday night or whatever. And I think the last match was scheduled for like nine 30 and they kicked it off at like mm-hmm. 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind that. I, I honestly, I, I think that's kind of one of the fun parts about esports is that that happens, um, especially with the Overwatch League and it being an international league. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I actually think it's it's kind of cool, you know. It's kind of a, a fun little event to stay up and everything, if you ask me. But but it is late okay. still. Okay, I I might have a, a solution for your uh, woes of not watching, uh, not having highlights. So I went to while you were talking there to an AI. YouTube summary generator. <laughs> so I put in uh, Dallas Fuel versus Soul Infernal video. That's that's uh, an hour 41 video, right? Like you said, two hours. And here we go. The Dallas Fuel faced off against the Soul Infernal in the Group B finals for a chance to compete in mid-season madness. The Infernal won the first map, Elios, with a score of 99 to 40 by effectively countering the Fuel's hero picks and securing individual <laughs> plays. The Fuel lost on the subsequent maps as the Infernal's dive strategy worked well against the Fuel's lack of Sombra, and their ball picks took down Fuel's supports and scored crucial points. Though the Fuel attempted different strategies, they could not overcome the Infernal's supremacy and ultimately lost the match. And there's also like a longer summary. Okay. That, you know, I'm, I'm surprised. At first I was like, wow, hey. okay, so the fuel, uh, or the, uh, infernal beat out the fuel because they were better than them. But then it kind of got into it and it talked a little <laughs> bit about Sombra and Dive. And I was like, okay, okay, we got something here. Hey, next season, there's not going to be, we're not going to be here. There's going to be like three AI avatars just, you know, discussing this. Great point. <laughs> Have you, do you guys use, uh, Microsoft Teams at work? Uh, you, I do. Not Have you played anymore. around with the avatars? Oh, it's no, I can't say fun. You can make it look very close to yourself and then you can put that on instead of your video. And when you talk, its mouth goes and you can click these little emote buttons and make it do the robot. And and one of these, that's great. (laughs) I used to have uh, teams in my past job. Now we're in Slack and zoom Uh, and that's it. I've used all of the above. Um, Speaking of the mid scene man turning, one of the benefits of watching, if you do watch it, is that you, as always, get to earn tokens. There is sprays and skins. Um, There are battle pass level skips. Like, for tournament rewards... I think it's awesome. This is actually pretty darn good as to what you're receiving. Um, In the past, maybe not as significant. Fairness, old game didn't have all that much to give you. Um, Nice. But they're they're being generous based on the number of hours. Um, exclamation point drops exclamation point drops yeah, you, got, you, you, you have to drops. enter that in about what 25 26 times i think uh, before you're eligible i think it's five times per hour watched 
exclamation mark. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, did you know that if you enter in uh, exclamation ready set pwn, um, you get double entries? Did you know oh, that wow. if you follow mm-hmm. ready set pwn on podcast services everywhere, uh, you get a great time? <laughs> Always looking for a great time. Only one of these last two statements. And if you true. call the number on the wall of the bathroom stall, you may also get a great time. You get to talk to Jenny. Hey, how did you know I was podcasting out of my bathroom right now? Yeah, well, Jenny told us. It's the number on the bathroom wall. Um, so right now there's people listening who don't get that reference and some that oh, do. And that's <laughs> wait, 8675309, Jenny Jenny. Oh, okay. I mean, I know it when you give it that context, but I didn't get the Jenny part. No, but that's the thing. You didn't no, get it until right, I right. told you. So therefore, you're in the generational like yes, chasm. Um, teams are making changes, as we already know. Toronto did well. The Seoul Dynasty uh, have parted ways with Profit and have uh, brought in who? Profit, not Profit. Oh, yes. Profit, Profit. Sorry, Profit. Yeah. I'm like, did I get it wrong? <laughs> no, you're right. Profet. Casters, casters with a huge dub yeah, totally. here. Uh, and they added, uh, is it Asian? Easy Han. Okay. Easy I don't know. Easy Han. So I, mean, I get it. This is, if you're going to make changes now is sort of the time that you would do it. Um, but I kind of feel there were also those out there who were curious if teams would make adjustments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I didn't truly think we'd see much happening and yeah, I mean, Toronto, Toronto leading the charges. Toronto's in a really weird spot right now because we know that they're kind of bottom in the West, but the teams below them are significantly bottomer somehow. And so (laughs) you know that those bottomer teams aren't going to make changes, right? That's a, just let me add the note that this is a great title for the episode. Bottomer. Bottomer. Bottomer or a topper. That can be the name. Well, that's different. That's a different podcast. I mean, you have a number oh of different goodness. podcasts going for you tonight. That is another one of them. Um, that's why they call it the one man uh, watchpoint. No kidding. I am the bottom man. <laughs> oh man, this is just going sideways. Uh, getting us back on track here. Um, season six video was shared before season five. I understand the season six video is more like a teaser. But do you not find it odd that we get to see season six and what's coming a day before season five? Like, I don't quite understand that bit because I feel that what that season six video proceeded to do was create a conversation that took away from what the message that season five was supposed to be about. Um, we'll get into the big conversation starter that came out of that season six uh, sort of teaser momentarily, but let's talk a little about season five. Uh, so season five is including all sorts of things. So for instance, um, you can now uh, see if you are hot or not. Uh, that is back in the game and the graphics behind it are actually kind of surreal. Cool. Like I if you go in, you're, you're on fire on like, let's say a kill in the kill feed. It shows oh. like you, um, pulsating. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. It really like amplifies and in the, um, the score tab when you when you click tab yeah. you see like the score teams card. you can see that there oh, cool. as well yeah so they've, they've they've buffed and shined it they've given it an nice. upgrade it's nice it seems odd that it took this long uh, to get to us but I mean, hey it's I think now that's because they had no intention of bringing it back at all 
I think they only brought it back. It was a popular demand kind of thing, right? Because I think originally yeah. they had said that a part of it was a sort of, I mean, maybe this was an excuse, but I want to say that they came out and said it had to do with toxicity, trying not to being on yeah, fire. trying to lessen, you know, people being toxic against other people. So they took it out. So, you know, you couldn't see well, like, who was doing really well when, I mean, obviously you can, but. Yeah, you know, the someone hits tab, they go and they look at the 16,000 healing I put out at Moira and they tell me to stop DPSing. So I say they're a toxic one. Yeah. Um, but more about what's going on in season five. So it is summer. And so as we are accustomed to, uh, summer quote unquote Olympics shows up, but it's not the Olympics. No, we are going to get Lucille Ball. Um, but we're also getting Winston's mm-hmm. Beach Volleyball. Ooh, Sounds hot. As a, a limited time mode, uh, creator mode is, uh, been made available. Um, this is a interesting creator mode. I, I missed that. What the hell is that? Well, from what I understand, and I have not yet tried it, it allows you to sort of build out maps. Mm. So, um, like you can change, like it's more like upgrade, basically kind of like workshop, upgrade, but I, again, I could be totally misreading this, but you, you see, like, I mean, I, it's nothing like Fortnite's done where Fortnite, you can build a darn game in fact it's gotten so bad that nintendo's having to send cease and desists to creators in fortnite for like rebuilding their uh ip but um that's in uh mischief and magic we had talked about this when we saw this icon what will this be it's i'm prop excited hunt. you ever seen prop i hunt? love awesome. prop hunt not to mention prop, prop hunt is great. a content gold mine for any of you content creators out there who make uh, Instagram reels and TikToks. I love watching TikToks of prop hunt in, I think it's rainbow six. I, I find them fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of saddened that it might go away, right? Yeah. Or just put it in the rotation. I know I'm, put I'm hopeful rotation. that it'll stay in some way, shape or form. I'm like you say, almost positive it'll go away, but I'm hopeful it'll come back and be an arcade mode kind of thing. Yeah, it's only a matter of, of yeah. demand, right? They brought on fire back, True. so. <laughs> um, and uh, free skins every week. Yay! It's legacy skins, which doesn't necessarily mean you get a free skin, because guess what happens if you already have said skin? What? Nothing. Nothing, because you already got it. There ain't no free skin for you um, this week. On that same front, I do you have any other notes about free skins in the run of show? I believe I there's not. an Amazon Prime uh, or Twitch Twitch gaming oh. reward right now for yeah there is for a drops. free squint free squin yeah Twitch drops yeah really Twitch drops Prime Prime, Prime gaming um, rewards or something like that yeah they they've actually done quite a bit with Twitch um, to the point that I didn't even include it in in here but like watching S five on Twitch just for a period of time will earn you free loot. Um, and if you don't already know this, Twitch has changed how the drops are rewarded. Used to be, you could just throw it on, leave. But now, once you are awarded a timed drop, the next one doesn't trigger until you claim the yes, first. Yes, you do have to make sure you are on top of claiming them. Oh. Uh, right now, there's actually an Overwatch uh, five tier skips with Amazon Prime Gaming. But I believe coming soon, you get the Reinhardt uh, Conductor skin. And I'm not sure when that changes. Already so. got it. Yeah. Right now, I see yeah the Devo Wave Racer. Right, I think I have that one. Hmm. Oh well. And then um, not going over the patch notes as to all the hero hero adjustments, but a couple of high level things. Uh, Genji has ammo for days. Um, Hell yeah! 
So uh, this wasn't intended to have been the case. It went live and then they've decided, yeah, we're going to keep it, which is cool because I get chased around by a Genji all map long and there's not much you can do about it. Um, The May adjustment is frustrating. Like I, I would, I was okay with her slow previously, but now she has the ability to like delete control is back, baby. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, the slow grenade that still homes, not as much, but you can eat it. And so at the end of the yeet, it homes a little bit. So like I'm hiding behind a wall and all of a sudden the slow grenade shows up in front of me and hangs a hard right into my face. (laughs) I'm grandma. I don't move fast already. So you don't understand (laughs) what it feels like to be even slower. They also updated uh, maps with some. Yeah. You know, Gibraltar, I saw that made a lot of modifications. They, mo- they moved, they like yeah. added hallways, moved doorways and things like that. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay, so barriers. I hadn't noticed that and I was just playing on the like, Baltimore. I'm heck? like, how did our Genji yeah. come? How did he get up there from in there? Ah, okay. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gone exploring. I know like weather effects are different. Yeah. Um, like on Busan um, has some new leather effects. Uh, Busan, like foggy yeah, or Rialta something. looks very nice though as well. Rainy, foggy, yeah. Overcast. Just bring Anubis with the sandstorms that were supposed to happen like mid-match. Please. Anywho. Uh, So let's talk about season six. Season six is introducing um, more story. Uh, We're actually getting another um, uh, video with season five. Um, But uh, season six. Cutscene, yeah. Uh, Season six is bringing more story. Season six is bringing a new support hero. And if you're curious what the support hero might look like, it appeared to me to be a version of like Echo. But we only saw like the silhouette against the sun. Now someone brightened it up. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. It's not a a robot. It's it's a girl. Uh, Looks to be a girl with a big old gun blade type thing. Yeah. Hmm. And like... um, indigenous people's uh type of clothing yeah. from uh inca you know middle america yeah, yeah. Inca. okay but uh, it's also bringing invasion and what invasion is is a uh essentially a invasion co-op <laughs> pve mode um a story mode I, I i don't know if it would be fair to liken it to like uh the archives event that we were we're accustomed to having where there was sort of a, a narrative driven story experience on maps. Um, I think Calvary had tweeted out. Someone had said it's about a half an hour yeah, of content. They did. Um, which arguably actually is greater than anything we've had previously. But as Omni pointed out, it's going to set you back um, rumored to be 15 bones us, which means in Canadian dollars, we're probably looking at like twenty, twenty-two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> now, Gomni and I t- talked about this a little bit before we hit record. But Jordan, what are your feelings on this? Mm. Mm. Um, I will admit I'm still ruminating on how I feel about it. Um, they also announced that there's going to be a forty-dollar pack that comes with. Uh, the missions with, I believe, the full battle pass and everything. I do feel as though it comes across again, and I'm not saying this is how I feel, but it comes across or it could come across as, once again, we were lied to uh, because I do think that the messaging around the launch of Overwatch 2 was very much that it would be included with the battle pass. 
again, I personally don't know if I'm upset about this yet because there's going to be a significant portion of the user base that simply doesn't care, especially given the fact that they now know the PVE we were once promised is not coming. It would have been a much easier sell if it was $15 because you're getting all this character progression, you're getting these talent trees, you're getting et cetera, et cetera. I'm also a little bit, I wouldn't say upset, but I was a little disappointed to hear the half hour time time frame on it. If you figure, I think they've said it's three missions to start. And I think if you figure each one of those is 30-ish minutes, that's you know about an hour and a half. I had been hopeful that each would be maybe an hour even two, because then, you know, 15 bucks for two, four, six hours. I think that's some decent bang for your buck. Um, yeah. What, what were you guys suggesting or saying? Go ahead, Alex. Um, I don't know. I got a little <laughs> upset to me. It's like, you know, you wanted to deliver this, I don't know, 60. Well, now it's no longer 60, <laughs> but 70 bucks us, uh, big game single player and then you come out with an announcement that you are unable to deliver on the mm-hmm. promised level of quality mm-hmm. and and depth to that whole system which in a way you admit that it's whatever comes next is not going to be as good and it's still going to be uh you know uh mm-hmm. paywalled so essentially you you go a couple of seasons forward so you end up paying more for, for less. Um, much lesser uh product assuming and um maybe this is a tinfoil hat moment but like we've seen the track record of of blizzard and activision they were looking at this and they're like okay what we were only going to charge for this thing once this cannot be um I don't know. Like, there's so many things. It's like a, it's a slippery mm-hmm. slope at this point, right? They're, they're going to just put that, you know, arm and milk you dry. <laughs> and, and I'm a PvP player myself, like, predominantly for sure. So I'm, I'm still going to play, you mm-hmm. know, PvP as long as I enjoy it. But I, I did want to experience these, uh, missions. I really enjoy playing Junkenstein archives. I love it all. I love the characters. I love the world that they've constructed. And now, mm-hmm. you know, it sours the experience. I, I want to play it. I, but, but that, the, you know, the, those, um, dollars and pennies, they, they, they keep on, you know, piling and piling. And, and ultimately it just, you know, that, that same, uh, <sighs> How should I phrase it? I'm I'm just tired of of trying to justify mm-hmm. this game that I love, right? Every time, just like screwing me over almost and defending it. And where mm-hmm. does it end, right? How about you, Christopher? So I am more in line with you, but I sort of described it as it. my initial response was somewhat of I'm upset, like uh, just another nickel and dime experience. But then I started sort of thinking about this. Well. If we go all the way back to 2019, we were told we would be getting the multiplayer experience. And I mean, Baby Force up there, she's, she's frustrated with her, it, isn't her she? Feelings. Yeah. She just discovered um, it. We were told we were going to get the multiplayer experience for free because we already yeah. bought the base game. But we would pay for PVE. And if you didn't have the game already, you would in turn have to pay both. 
that's obviously mm-hmm. pivoted. Then earlier we, we heard, oh, yeah, we're getting rid of this sort of, you know, hero progression sort of story mode because it's just not palatable for us to continue mm-hmm. to support because it just takes away from our live game experience. And then suddenly, hey, look at this new invasion mode. It's a story mode. It's not the story mode you wanted. It's story mode like super light. And we're going to charge money for it, just like we were going to charge money for the previous one. So I'm I, again, that's where I start to have this sort of split opinion. It's not like I feel I was misled. It's just that I'm now not getting what I was sort of already invested in receiving. And, you know, yeah, sure. You could say that the $15 price point, whatever it might be in Canada, um, is a good value because you get a thousand like coins to use in the store. You get a legendary skin that apparently uh, Blizzard says is $39 worth of value. <laughs> which let me be very straight up. I'd never spend $39 on a skin. Yeah, agreed. In a game. That's sorry, mm-hmm. just not for me. Take it from the whales that have no no issue spending all their money. So really, what is it that I'm getting? A thousand coins, which I've already expressed in the show. I'm not all that interested in getting. So 15 bucks is getting me a story mode that I get permanent access to. I like how they had to include that because that then leads me to believe mm-hmm. that there are going to be times you will pay for something. You will not get permanent access to it. Um, oh, on that note, if you complete the story missions, you then, if you haven't unlocked sojourn yet, yeah. you get sojourn, which this is leading back to how we were told, like if you didn't get the battle pass completed, there would be easy ways to go and get that particular hero. There'll be ways to unlock it. Yeah. With money. I mean, there, there are, you, you can unlock the heroes, but no, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you're, you're right. Um, the progression is yeah. you pay for it. Yeah. Um, it's like I say, I, I haven't really settled on where I, where I fall truly. I agree with everything you're saying though. Like we were promised one thing. We know we're not getting that. We were told it would either cost a certain amount or be bundled in a certain way. It's now straight up, just sort of outside of that. You just pay up front for it kind of thing. Um, so I, I definitely agree with all of that. The The one thing that comes to mind for me, and as I think about it, it's it doesn't really hold up. The interesting thing to me is if you compare it to a game like Call of Duty, which we all know I love to do. Call of Duty is an annual release. Every year they drop an entirely new game entirely new features guns weapons perks bonuses maps modes etc etc that i don't pay pay for for it once and then you get it right and you get the whole game well no no but like for single player for single player they do but for warzone no no i'm yeah you're talking talking about about warzone i'm talking about call of duty as as a whole you buy call of duty you get a single player campaign you get the multiplayer suite warzone is separate you can buy warzone and you can get a battle pass for that blah 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 no no warzone's free warzone's free and all the multiplayer modes associated with warzone are free so like what you're like what you're describing with call of duty is you bought the base game and you get these modes nothing there changes new maps are not always inserted like it's not Truly a live game. Warzone yes, is a live that's game. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Call of Duty has an annual release where you get a single player campaign and you get the multiplayer suite. Warzone, separate from that. Warzone has its own modes, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Warzone has a battle pass. The regular game, as far as I know, does not. But it's like a the interesting game. thing about that is that 
is exactly what I just said. It's an entirely new game. They positioned Overwatch 2 as it was going to be that. Perhaps they could have annualized Overwatch in some way like that. New maps, new modes, new characters every year, and then have this PvP side of it, which is, you know, different than Warzone, but have that have a battle pass associated to it. But it just, you know, the argument just doesn't really hold up because, again, Call of Duty is an entirely different game. Like, that's why we see they go from Black Ops to Modern Warfare to back to whatever setting in, you know, World War II and everything like that. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. The more I think about it, it's... I mean, it's, it's obviously a bad look, no matter what. There's no way you can you can put that. That's why they didn't announce that part at the Xbox game conference, right? <laughs> That's why they put out the flashy season six trailer. And on top of that, it was a, you know, look what's coming and little do people realize probably that there's a whole season five that still has to happen Cha-ching. before that. Um, well, yeah. And, yeah. And that's what I had said was yeah. kind of weird. We had gotten, the, we don't think we even got a teaser. The for interesting five. thing about all of that and the sequence, all that happened is I had been saying when season four came out and they were talking about seasons to come, I had said it really seemed like we were getting closer and closer to the vision that they wanted to give us when Overwatch 2 launched, but we know that they were under some pressure to get the game out. And I do think that, you know, season five and then leading into season six, we're seeing that so much more. And I think season five feels like it's potentially a lot closer to their vision. We know that season six kind of, you know, brings it all together with these PVE missions and everything, but unfortunately it's not the PVE we were promised. And now we now know that it's also not even going to be included. So yeah, it's, it's tough. I, yeah, I I think what it really comes down to, I mean, what they're providing us doesn't seem to be all that connected to the live service model. We've grown to, to appreciate elsewhere. Like, I mean, you know, think about like the live service model there. Microtransactions have existed and I think we're okay Mm -hmm. with that having a place as long as it's not Mm -hmm. pay to win though. In fairness, someone might argue like, well, I can pay for an XP boost that in a particular game gives me the ability to become stronger faster. Well, we all get there eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just different and maybe, maybe it'll work out. And again, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. If I was brand new to the game, I probably wouldn't be too upset. What about this? I'm curious what you think about this. What if... So we were we originally thought, correct me if I'm wrong, this is what I thought, these story missions would come with the battle pass. So you buy the battle pass, you get the whole tier thing for PvP, but then somehow you also get story missions. Is that... Are we all kind of on the same page there? That's what we originally thought we were sold? I... Well... N- no... I knew battle pass would exist and I thought that the battle pass might play in the story mode. Okay. But I had always thought the messaging from when they first started talking about the battle pass was that you buy the battle pass, you're going to get access to these single players what, or PVE, whatever you want to call the missions and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously not the case. What if they did something like, Hey, battle pass caught, co- what does battle pass cost even? Is it 15 bucks? Like 15. I think it's 1500 coins. Yeah. So you're like two thirds of the way there with the purchase of this, but that's two thirds of the way there. They had said you can buy the battle pass, just straight up battle pass. You have your tiers, whatever for PVP. If you spend 
$10 on top of that. So you get a, a premium battle pass. I mean, it's already called the premium battle pass because the free track is the battle pass. You get a battle pass plus and you get these single player missions, but it costs, let's say $10 more. Would that lessen the blow? Well, get the ultimate invasion bundle for 40 bucks. That includes a battle pass, 20 tier skips, a thousand coins and a couple more skins. And I have a mortgage to pay. <laughs> Holy moly. I, I, I mean, look at me. I'm not buying a battle yeah. pass right now. I didn't buy it in the last season. Yeah. I'm buying this season. Even even though there is currently a challenge in the game that would allow me to get 1,500 coins, I'm not likely going to take those 1,500 coins and put it into a battle pass. It'll just be currency sitting in right. my account until that one time where that, hey, I have to spend it now because I feel compelled to do so shows I up. I kind of like this one, though. Battle pass. I mean, I liked the last one. The but, last one was I bought the very first one, and I bought and completed the Star Watch Battle Pass because I like I like the sci-fi theme and everything. I really like the fantasy one too. Yeah. The funny thing is, I had been saving my coins to buy the Battle Pass for the with the yeah. PVE missions coming, and now I'm like, well, is am I not going to be able to do that? Because if not, then maybe I will just get the season five Battle Pass. I completed all of them except for the second one, which kind of like I didn't like. <clears throat> To answer your question, no, uh, you will not be able to use your coins that you currently have to buy the the PV. You'll have to spend cold hard yeah. cash. And I think oh. that's, yeah, milking it. Anyhow, it is what it is. I, I I'm not going to buy it from from launch. I, I honest to goodness, even though we'll be able to see in about a week or so's time, um, see it on the stream for sure. You know, a preview. That's not going to be enough to compel me. I don't think. I honestly believe I'll have to watch people experiencing it and even then it may be a motivator where if like friends like if the two are like hey i'm gonna do it well let's do it together like I, you know it's the go with the friends but i got so many people i used to play overwatch with that have just peaced out on the game they don't enjoy it for all sorts of different reasons some don't enjoy the 5v5 experience others just they they don't like overwatch anymore to them they there's done. nothing yeah they, there's nothing in it that's Better yeah. than before. And, and Weird and strange yeah. ones, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. the funny thing is like you, one of the, I think one of the big or hardest pills to swallow with the whole PVE progression talents and everything going away was the fact that that was supposed to be the thing that sort of reinvigorates the game, reinvigorates the fan base, gets us excited for more. And now it, it still content, very yeah. much is. Like when, when Overwatch 1 came out, there were few games that felt like it. There were few games as as fun mm-hmm. to pick up and play like that. Um, you know, maybe there were a few competitors that all fell to the wayside because they just didn't have the quality or the, you know, the the fun behind them that Overwatch does. And now it's very much a question of what what has Overwatch done that's that's new, you know, that's yeah. exciting. Well, and on top of that, you have other games that are coming out that are starting to oh, take yeah. time. Like I Diablo four is launched and I'm now time. I would have been spending on overwatch. I'm spending in Diablo. Um, I'm enjoying this game. My friends are enjoying this game and we are the type that will then probably pivot most of our time to Diablo. Well, there, Hey, you know, I would argue that I'm probably a pretty committed casual to this point And now I'm no longer feeling the pull and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Like I'm going to game, but you know, maybe over, uh, Blizzard doesn't care for me because I make it very clear I'm not going to spend my money. I'm not the type of person that they want to go in and uh, ingratiate mm-hmm. or engage, and that's fine. No, not fine. Yeah. 
Anywho, uh, we'll be back next week with more to say about this, I'm sure. Um, obviously, the mid-season madness tourney will have been completed. We'll get to talk about who uh, the winner happens to be and whether or not uh, the United States Supreme Court's going to get involved. I still think it's somewhat uh, odd that that could... Well, not, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but odd that there's still this significant question um, mark or the scene. You, you didn't have it in the run of show, did you? There was something announced about that. What, that the United States Supreme Court's going to get involved in the uh, Well, no, uh, sorry. <laughs> the FTC said something about the Microsoft acquisition. Oh, I yeah. hadn't seen that. Uh, vamp for a minute here. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> well, I mean, last I heard um, was that they were likely going to challenge the acquisition um, from a competitive standpoint, but I don't know if that had ever come to fruition. Like, as it stands right now, only the United Kingdom is from- holding out. Korea's approved, EU's approved. From The Verge, posted today at 3.14 p.m. Mountain Time, FTC files to block Microsoft from buying Activision <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Just because they filed to block it doesn't mean it will actually right. occur. So the Federal Trade Commission is seeking a temporary restraining order and injunction from a U.S. federal district court. There you go. Which federal district did it indicate which district they're going through? Um, so the FTC won't let me be. Or so let me let be me. They try to shut me down on MTD, but it feels so. Because if they're if they're going through, Overwatch. let's say DC, where the federal government mm-hmm. happens to be, um, and I mean politics, unfortunately, comes into play. You would likely have a more democratic leaning oh, politics in my games. Yeah, you know. I do, I do not see who may be more apt. I do not walk. see a specific location mentioned. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, eh. <laughs> I honestly don't know if the FTC will be able to pull that off. They'll let me be. Yeah. They'll let you be. Let you be. Will they let Blizzard be? I don't know. So here we are. End of a show under an hour so far, but by the looks of things will be over by the time we are done. Uh, what final words of wisdom do y'all have for everyone this week? Oh, you want to hear? That'll yeah. be $14.99, please. Ooh. Can I pay in coins? RSP uh, yeah, coins? I'll send you a link to my um, wallet, e-wallet, yeah. Sweet. You'll hear them next week after I pay. Jordan? Um, just remember that at one man, one, one man watch point, we're all bottomers and toppers. So why did the podcaster go broke? You tell us. Because he kept because he kept trying to make a sound investment, but all he got were bad puns and mic <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Those are bad puns. Courtesy of ChatGPT. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I asked uh, ChatGPT to tell me a dad joke related to podcasting. That's, that's what RSP is all about now, using the power of AI <laughs> and science. But uh, if you reached this point of the show and you liked what you heard, that's awesome. If you didn't, it doesn't really matter. Hit subscribe anyway. Um, but you probably already subscribed if you've made it to this point of the show. If you're not taking part in the conversation on RSP Discord, please do so at discord.io slash already set pwn. And you can all go to our broken website, readysetpwn.com, to go and see our back catalog. Like that widget works. I mean, it's very clear. It's very easy to use. Everything else around it, broken. Because web design, not my thing. Anywho. On behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, and Jordan and Sir Dr. J, I'm the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast. I'm signing off this episode of RSP with Catchphrase. Catchphrase.